Hello everyone and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Alrighty, this is like the sixth episode of something that I've recorded today, final one, week six, preview and picks for college football, a few pieces of news to go over, we will look at last week's upsets, go over the games for this week, go over my best bets from last week, and we'll see what I've got shortlist for this weekend's games. So the few pieces of news, excuse me, Michigan State has officially fired head coach Mel Tucker amid their uh, sexual harassment investigation. Safe to assume that he's guilty of something, but we won't know what until the hearing at the beginning of October. Um, But the fired Michigan State head coach Mel Tucker, he has informed the school that he is preparing a wrongful termination lawsuit against the school. I'm not really sure what he expects to get at when he has openly admitted to having phone sex while married and has witnesses backing up claims that he sexually harassed a rape survivor who came to campus to help students feel uh, you know, able and comfortable to come forward about being abused. So not really sure what he aims to get at there, but more power to him, I suppose. Texas A&M's starting quarterback Connor Wegman is out for the season with a foot injury, initially thought to be minor with in-game x-rays coming back negative. Further tests showed that the foot had a fracture that requires significant time to heal, meaning Wegman won't play again during this season. Last week's upset games, we had number 19 Oregon State defeating number 10 Utah by a final score 21-7 in Corvallis. Utah's total passing for the game was 141 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. DJU for the Beavers had 204 yards by himself, one touchdown, and one pick. Utah, their entire rushing game was 57 yards. Uh, Oregon State's wide receiver Silas Bolden had a 45-yard rushing touchdown by himself. But to go with that, Silas Bolden also had six receptions for 100 yards and one score as well. Uh, number 20, Ole Miss defeated number 13, LSU, 55-49. to Jaden Daniels, the LSU quarterback, 414 passing yards, four passing touchdowns. Also had 99 rushing yards and a rushing score as well. Logan Diggs, the Tigers running back, had 101 yards, two touchdowns. Brian Thomas Jr., eight receptions, 124 yards, three scores. And Malik Neighbors, eight receptions, 102 yards as well. Jackson Dart for the Rebels, 389 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, also had 50 rushing yards and a rushing score. Quinshad Judkins had his outcome or coming out party. Wow, I said that backwards. Uh, 177 yards, one touchdown on the ground, also had a reception for a four-yard touchdown as well. Trey Harris, Ole Miss's wide receiver, eight receptions for 153 yards and a score. Jordan Watkins, Watkins. Five receptions, 103 yards, one touchdown as well. LSU's total yards in this game, 637, while Ole Miss had 706. Just a wild SEC game you wouldn't have expected to see beforehand. But Kentucky defeated number 22, Florida, as well, 33-14. Graham Mertz for the Gators, 244 passing yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Devin Leary for the Wildcats only had 69 passing yards and a touchdown. Ray Davis, the UK running back, had 280 yards on 26 carries for three touchdowns. But now we will get into the AP Top 25 games, all of these coming on Saturday. Number 12, Oklahoma goes to Texas State Fair to take on number three, Texas. The Longhorns are six and a half point favorites in the Red River Shootout. 
Texas piled up 661 total yards against Kansas, the most against a conference opponent since joining the Big 12 in 1996. The Longhorns also didn't punt in the game, a first against an AP Top 25 team since 2011. The last time Texas started 5-0 was 2009, also the last time the Longhorns won the Big 12. Texas held Kansas 0-8 on third downs. The defense is starting to gel to go along with a consistent offense, which means there is a dangerous team building up in Austin right now. Oklahoma quarterback Dylan Gabriel had five total touchdowns against Iowa State last week, three through the air and two more on the ground. Oklahoma used an offensive explosion to head into halftime with a 40-20 lead against Iowa State before the defense locked down the Cyclones in the second half, only allowing 82 yards for the final 30 minutes of the game in a 50-20 victory in Norman. Maryland traveling to Columbus to take on number 4 Ohio State, the Buckeyes' 20-point favorites at home. Ohio State running back Travion Henderson is averaging 6.7 yards a carry, while wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. is averaging 19.8 yards per catch as well. Ohio State was a team that had an early bye week, which could be both a good and bad thing, coming off an emotional win against Notre Dame at the death. Maybe they don't carry the momentum of the big win, but they also get time to cool down and refocus from that emotional win on the rest of the season now. LSU still somehow ranked, not really sure why. They're 23rd and 6-point favorites on the road at number 21, Missouri. Missouri quarterback Brady Cook has thrown 348 passes in a row since his last interception, the longest such streak in SEC history with the FBS record sitting at a cool 444 consecutive passes without a pick. Wide receiver Luther Burden has been electric for the Tigers on the outside. Of Cook's 395 yards passing last week, Burden caught 140 of them and took two of those catches to the house. Burden is leading the country with receiving yards and is tied for the fourth most receiving touchdowns. Um, LSU wide receiver Brian Thomas Jr. finished the loss against Ole Miss with 124 yards and a career-high three touchdowns, competing with Malik Neighbors as the most productive wide receiver game-by-game for the Tigers. Number 13, Washington State traveled to the Rose Bowl to take on the UCLA Bruins, who are three-and-a-half-point favorites. With his performance last time out, Washington State quarterback Cam Ward became the first Pac-12 quarterback to throw four touchdowns and rush for another in consecutive games since Ryan Leaf did so in 1996. Washington State's resume was boosted while they weren't even playing as Oregon State took down Utah the week after Washington State defeated the Beavers. The Cougs are looking like a possible sleeper team in the Pac-12's final season. Virginia Tech going to Tallahassee to take on number 5 Florida State's a 23.5 point favorite. FSU quarterback Jordan Travis has thrown for 1,028 yards, 10 touchdowns, and only one pick in the first four games for the Knowles. The bye week for Florida State came early, but it was much needed with Jordan Travis having a shoulder bug bothering him and other players showing signs of wear and tear early in the season. Now they come back at home against a bottom dweller in the ACC. Number 11, Alabama is a a 2.5-point favorite on the road at Texas A&M. Alabama extended their win streak over Mississippi State to 16 games last week behind two rushing touchdowns from quarterback Jalen Milrow. As bad as Alabama has appeared to most, they do have a 2-0 start in SEC play. A domination of Mississippi State may have helped right the ship for the Crimson Tide just ahead of one of the biggest trap games in their schedule. Lest we forget, a better Alabama team has lost to a far worse Texas A&M team on the road at Kyle Field before. 
Texas A&M is talented on the defensive side of the ball, allowing 174 total yards against Arkansas in their last game, with 42 on the ground for an average of 1.1 yards per carry, this coming the week after racking up 15 sacks against Auburn. Starting quarterback Connor Wegman is out for the season, but quarterback Max Johnson threw for 210 yards and two touchdowns against Arkansas, but also had an interception and two fumbles to his name. Syracuse going to Chapel Hill to take on number 14 at North Carolina, eight-point favorites at home. UNC running back O'Marion Hampton has scored a touchdown in every game this season, surpassing his total last season in or from last season in four games played in 2023. Another team with a bye last weekend. The Tar Heels have a dreaded look-ahead spot against Syracuse this weekend with Miami on deck in what could be a battle of undefeated ACC teams if both take care of business this weekend. We'll get to Miami in a little bit. Number 20, Kentucky traveling to Athens to take on number one, Georgia. Two touchdown favorites are the Bulldogs at home. With the upset scare win over Auburn, Georgia has now won seven straight games against the Tigers, the second longest streak by either team in the rivalry, with the games going all the way back being played 128 times in the history of their uh, rivalry, I guess you would say. Head coach Kirby Smart said the problems against Auburn that caused the upset scare were more self-inflicted than anything. Auburn, Auburn didn't really do anything to slow down the Bulldogs. The running game just couldn't keep the ball moving. There were too many turnovers, and the defense gave up more explosive plays than normal for the Georgia standards. But tight end Brock Bowers saved the day when it mattered most, having one of his best days on the season. Kentucky beat Florida last week to extend their win streak to three against the Gators, tied for the longest win streak since 1948-51. Kentucky exploded on the ground last week. Running back Ray Davis went for 280 yards and three scores against Florida. They will likely need the whole offense to be firing on all cylinders to make a true upset bid against Georgia, although their defense likely can keep the score around the betting number regardless. Number two, Michigan is a 19-point favorite on the road going to St. Paul, taking on Minnesota. Michigan has scored 30-plus points and allowed seven or less in each of its first five games to start the season. The only other teams to do so, the 1993 Florida team and 1979 Alabama squad, they both won the national championship in those seasons. Quarterback J.J. McCarthy led the Wolverines with 12 completions on total for 156 yards and two scores against Nebraska last weekend. 10th-ranked Notre Dame is a touchdown favorite on the road at number 25 Louisville. Uh, Notre Dame is on a roll in the ACC 30 consecutive regular season games have been won by the Irish against the ACC. So where is their conference championship trophy? I would like to know. Notre Dame lost a heartbreaker to Ohio State two weeks ago before delivering the same type of heartbreak to Duke last weekend. A Sam Hartman 4th and 16 rush to set up an Audric Estime touchdown with 31 seconds left on the clock to knock the Blue Devils off last weekend in Raw or in Durham. Whoops, English. Uh, this Louisville team, though, is 5-0 and for the first time since 2013, the year before they joined the ACC, a season in which the Cardinals went 12-1 and on the year. Louisville has shown the ability to win in multiple ways so far this season. A 13-10 survive and advanced win against NC State last weekend was uh, it followed up a 56-28 shootout against Boston College the week prior. Arkansas is traveling to Oxford to take on number 16 Ole Miss Rebels. Um, they are 11 and a half point favorites at home. 
Ole Miss had the second most yards in a school history for an SEC game with 706 total yards racked up against LSU. 55 points against the Tigers was the most that they've ever scored against a top 25 team. The offensive outbreak for the Rebels came the week after they looked atrocious against Alabama, being limited to 10 points before exploding for 55 against LSU. Quinshawn Judkins appeared to have his breakout game this season with 177 yards and two total touchdowns. Georgia Tech going to Coral Gables, taking on number 17, Miami. 21.5 point favorites are the Hurricanes here. Tyler Van Dimes has completed just shy of 75% of his passes to pave the way for 11 touchdown passes this season. Uh, it's the highest completion percentage for an ACC quarterback with 10-plus touchdowns in the first four games of a season in over 20 years. Miami had a bye week after a 41-7 victory over Temple. Now they return to face a high-flying offense with Haynes King and the Yellow Jackets, but the Hurricanes' physicality should be enough to propel them to a win with a tough stretch to end the season that includes North Carolina, Clemson, NC State, Florida State, and Louisville. 24th-ranked Fresno State is a six-point favorite going to Laramie to take on Wyoming. Fresno won their 14th straight game on in a 27-9 win over Nevada last week, the second longest streak in the FBS behind only Georgia. The Bulldogs uh, may have been frustrated not to score more against the Wolfpack, but they did have some explosive, you know, explosive plays as the first two scores of the game for them came from plays of 65 and 72 yards respectively. But this may be the toughest road trip left on Fresno's schedule. 15th-ranked Oregon State, the Beavers are 9.5-point favorites going to Cal Berkeley. The 14-point win over Utah was Oregon State's largest margin of victory against a top-10 team in over 20 years. The 7 points allowed to the Utes was the fewest amount given up to a top-10 team in over 60 years as well. The run game has propelled the Beavers to success this season, as evidenced in last week's upset win over in Utah where Silas Bolden, as a wide receiver, had a 45-yard touchdown scamper in the fourth quarter, and Damian Martinez, the running back, added in 16 carries for 65 yards and a touchdown against a Utah defense that prides itself on shutting everyone down on the opposing offense. Last but not least, Arizona headed to L.A., taking on number 9. The USC Trojans are 21.5-point favorites at home at the Coliseum. USC is the only FBS team not to trail at any, game, at any point in any game so far this season, leading wire-to-wire wire in all five games and improving to 17-0 all-time against Colorado with their win last weekend. USC really has yet to put together a full four quarters this season, and it showed again against Colorado, leading by 27 points and finishing with only a seven-point victory in the end. A few other notable games for me on the schedule. Thursday night, tonight, October 5th, Western Kentucky, six-and-a-half-point favorite at Louis, or Louisiana. I was going to say Louisville's Tech, yeah. Louisiana Tech. Points. Lots and lots of points, and the over-under is only at 59.5, so someone somewhere knows something. Friday night, Kansas State is a 12.5-point favorite at Oklahoma State. Kansas State's trying to make ground back up after losing at Missouri on a 61-yard walk-off field goal. Oklahoma State hasn't been good this year, but always plays up to competition and keeps games closer at home. Saturday, we got two more games. We have Marshall going to Raleigh to take on the NC State, the Wolfpack six and a half point favorites. NC State is benching Brennan Armstrong, the quarterback they brought in to go hand in hand with new offensive coordinator Robert Anai, and it just hasn't worked out so far. So MJ Morris is getting the chance for the Wolfpack. 
But Marshall, the Thundering Herd is not a pushover team, should not be taken lightly. Last UCF going on the road to take on Kansas. This is now a Big 12 matchup, but the Jayhawks are two-point favorites at home. This is a possible battle of the backups here as John Reese Pumley and Jalen Daniels are both questionable for this game. Although Daniels looks the more likely to return and has the better backup in Jason Bean to take over if he can't play again. Now we move on to reviewing the best bets from last weekend. Uh, we went 4-5 and five last week. The losers, Vanderbilt plus 14, uh, LSU minus 2.5, Washington minus 17.5, uh, let's see, Illinois plus 1.5, getting blown off, their doors off, I should say, and Pitt minus 2.5, losing outright. Alabama minus 14 was one of the winners uh, against Mississippi State. BYU, I was going to say Bayou. BYU minus 2.5 against Cincinnati was another uh, rocking chair winner, Eastern Michigan plus seven and a half at Central Michigan. They led for the majority of the game, ended up losing by three. And Boise State plus three and a half at Memphis came crumbling down for Boise State at the very end. They should have probably won that game outright, ended up losing by a field goal, still covered the number though. This week's picks, I only got four. Uh, didn't really have anything on the slate sticking out to me as something I really wanted to take. Notre Dame minus five and a half on DraftKings at Louisville. I just think Notre Dame's more physical and better at most, if not all, positions across the field, more reliable at the very least. And it's not an ACC game, so doesn't matter as much for Louisville. That's a question, not a statement. Kansas minus two on Bet Rivers against UCF. UCF not the same outside of the Moon Bounce Coliseum, uh, their stadium at home in Orlando. Not the same team. And going on the road to play in the Kansas team that's feeling the momentum this season. A uh, possible Big 12 championship challenge, maybe, if they can keep the momentum up. But be interesting to see who actually plays at quarterback for either team this weekend. North Carolina minus 8 on Caesars against Syracuse. I don't think they look past Syracuse. And I also think Syracuse just lost their Super Bowl last weekend when Clemson came to town and beat them in the Dome. So I think this is a letdown spot for Syracuse more than it is a look-ahead spot for North Carolina. And last but not least, Texas. Minus six and a half at Bet Rivers against Oklahoma in the Red River shootout. I just don't think when Oklahoma gets put up against real competition that they're actually putting up a very good fight. I don't think the offense is reliable enough to go against really any defense and win games outright on their own. And I think Texas's defense is better than Oklahoma's defense. And if Texas can carve Oklahoma up or even keep it relatively close for most of the day, they have shown the ability and the tenacity to go out and finish games, even when they're relatively close. Like, remember the uh, Wyoming game was 10-10 in the fourth quarter, and it ended 38-10. They they will find a way if they are the better team, the Longhorns will. So, I like them by over a touchdown. So, that's all I've got for this week, though. Uh, I'll be back next week for the Week 7 preview and picks. Can't believe we're already in Week 7 of college football. It's just absolutely crazy, but... I will talk to you then. Hopefully this slate lives up to the hype, and I will be back to recap it all for you next weekend. So until then, bye bye